Dick see him coming, he's just like, ah! No, not today. It's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Oh. Happy Tuesday, I guess. Not for dogs, Dick. Wow. He <laughs> get beat today. It's a terrifying Tuesday where it's <laughs> fucking chaffed. This is a horrible song to transition into, by the way. I only put this song because this is one of me and Charlotte's nice little songs that we have together. And we were supposed to record yesterday, so it was an anniversary, and I just didn't feel like coming up with another song today. Hey. It's a special happy, happy anniversary to my girlfriend yesterday. It's the only reason you guys are hearing Fantasia Barino right now. That's her last name, right, Barina? I guess. Huh? I'm not a Fantasia dude. Are there Fantasia dudes? I guess. Huh? Maybe in Charlotte. LeVar Burton. I want to say LeVar Burton because you know he did Hooked on Phonics. Oh no, he did Read no, the Rainbow. Read, 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 read. You know her. I read. You know what? Never mind. See, my jokes aren't landing today. I mean that was kind of a layup though. That was kind of that was kind of a layup. That was a free throw for you. Yeah, okay. This is my shit, boy. I think I had this as a ringtone. Not gonna tell you who the ringtone is for. I think about it. she had teeth like she couldn't read. You know what? Wait. <laughs> no, wait. You know, you see somebody's teeth, you can tell they got like like an issue talking in some way. See, I always thought she had teeth like somebody who sucked their thumb until they were like five. Those be the bitches that can't read. <laughs> Them the kids that always want to bite you. Oh, there's those kids that the kids with all the caps on the on the caps on their teeth. <laughs> uh, the metal teeth. Look like look like fucking <laughs> niggas had more had more iron in their mouth than Ultron. Man, man, y'all, those parents should have got their kids taken away from them when that, that happened. If I gotta fill your mouth, your kid's mouth with metal because your ass does not do what you're supposed to do, I'm taking your kids. You're going to jail. Shark eat you. Welcome to uh, This Ain't a Pod featuring Spread. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, we're just a day behind because, um, one, it was Dee's anniversary, and two... We just couldn't to, make it work yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just couldn't work, so we're just a day back. Not but, a whole what we hear, though. But um, first foremost, rest in peace to New Jack. Yeah, shout out to him. Friday. Um, they said it was his heart, um, heart problems that that uh got him. But I mean, dude, so much cocaine. Over I mean, years. I'm just amazed he lived this long. And we can we be real? The fact that he made it to the age that he did was a blessing. Yeah, he was fifty-eight. Up he was definitely. He was definitely testing God's gangster <laughs> for a lot of years. 
But here was a cool thing about New Jack, for me at least. Okay, so growing up in the 90s, young kid, loving wrestling, each promotion, I always had somebody I could gravitate towards. So, like, the WWF at the time had the nation. A bunch of black cats. Ahmed Johnson, maybe, okay. But a bunch of black cats, like The Rock and everybody like that. WCW had Harlem Heat, which was big, because... Like watching Booker T. I can't tell you how much shit I broke in the house trying to do spin a roomy. Back in the I day. I can see your ass just trying to spin a Oh, the ass whoopings I got were legendary. But just trying to do the spin a roomy back in like 97 or whatever because of Booker T and them. And then ECW had New Jack, who, I mean, wrestling ability was just not there. But he would just bring a trash can or like a garbage pail or something full of shit and just throw it in a ring and start whooping people's ass. With his theme songs, theme songs still playing in the background, which I learned. ECW gave him a license to do shit like that. Well, I learned on Friday through Paul Heyman that they didn't have the license to play that song at all. Oh, I believe it. Like WWE can't play any clips of him doing his thing because one, it was just too dangerous, and two, they don't own the license into that music. So it just was Paul Heyman giving oh, a nice I, I little. Believe I believe it. I believe that ECW nice didn't have the rights to a lot of things. And they were just doing it because they were just like, fuck it. ECW was a wrestling equivalent to the bootleg man that came in the barbershop on Saturday. But you fucked with it, though. Yeah. But that fucking DVD of Tales from the Hood was clear as fuck. Clear as a motherfucker. You either got great quality. (laughs) Or niggas walking in front of the screen. Yeah. There's an episode of Seinfeld and that niggas bootleg and shit. (laughs) Jerry was like, yo, I need like three cameras. I need two guys up top. And that nigga was like, yo, just shoot the movie. But I understood Jerry's artistic, but he wanted to make sure it was the best bootleg possible. I appreciated that. Because my grandmother had a huge, like, video collection. Not one of those damn movies was the actual movie from the actual release. I remember she had a, she had heat on bootleg. It was two tapes. Oh, you know how long Heat is? I do. Yeah. I do. Those That was one of them. I remember Heat. I don't remember her having Titanic. I remember one of my homeboys' family having Titanic when it came out. But those were the only two movies I remember that had two fucking tapes to go with it. And I thought that was crazy. Because imagine. you watch it to the end and it's like put in another tape. Yeah. Nigga, what else do you think I was going to do? How do you get a bootleg and it says, please insert tape number That's two. crazy. Nigga, but my grandmother had the my grandmother had the good my grandmother was right right there in like the Manhattan Harlem like like border like my grandmother was like down the street from Hamilton Place like my grandmother was like right around the corner from shit that Cam was talking about but she was she had the bootleg and those shits was those shits was gospel I knew if my grandmother had it the bootleg was gonna be clear as a bitch I know it. And that was that was bootleg. That was when bootlegs were popping, boy. Like y'all don't really understand bootlegs. Like if you, if you ain't if you ain't cop a bootleg and really go home and watch the shit as a kid with the VHS shit, you don't really know about bootleg. That bootleg DVD shit was too high tech. I remember the bootleg man. He used to come into our barbershop. He used to come every Saturday afternoon, like around like one two o'clock. He used to have donuts. You know the fundraiser Krispy Kreme donuts. He used yeah, to have those. Yeah. He used that meat. 
I ain't lying. Jeez. He had a trailer on the back of his truck. Hey, you so a dirty, he, listen, you a dirty had, nigga if you go get a fade and then get a fucking steak. Right he had DVDs. From the same, at the same spot. He had uh, CDs. But the CDs always had like an extra five songs on them. Oh, yeah. Because niggas ain't know what really was going to make the album. Yeah. So they would get the whole album and then they would get like five random songs. But keep it a butt. That's why a lot of artists changed their albums. <laughs> because they were like, oh, y'all niggas think you're funny. You just go through all the singles that I ever had on, on this shit. Says, remember, that's why I took Kanye so long to put out college dropout. And in the summertime, he was the firework plug. Firework plug, I'm sorry. Oh, shit, okay. So you said summertime and he said firewood. I was like, wait a goddamn second. Yeah. This nigga he would go ahead. down to North Carolina. He was ahead of his time because. He would go down to North Carolina, get the fireworks, and then bring them back. Because, you know, Virginia is legal. Yeah. So he would go down, cross the border, get the, the uh, fireworks, and they come back up. So for like 4th of July cookouts and stuff, you, you put in an order for fireworks and he would drop them off at your house. And only as a child do you not realize just how close we are to North Carolina. That close. That because as a child, I thought Greenbrier was out the way. Like I was like, damn, you know, I, I'm not trying to make this, for, this fucking long ass trip no more. Not knowing that that shit was like around the corner. Not really around the corner, but the shit was, the shit was really closer than I thought as a, like a teenager. Mans was hustling though. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if they like told him to stop. I don't know if he got arrested because it was see because it's one a thing to do lot the of illegal shit. It's a good. Th- it's one thing to do the, the bootleg DVDs. You can do that shit off a of LimeWire or wh- whatever you was using back in the day. To do a bootleg VHS tape, you had to be in the trenches. With, <laughs> you had to be with, with quality in the theater. That means you had to take. The fucking... You know how big that camera is? The fucking camera in the theater with you. Imagine going to see Endgame. And you... You gotta record. And niggas are cheering. You're like, yo, shut the fuck up. Don't try to record this tape. Like, like that scene with Count America. And that's at, Mad- that's at matinee. Yo... Imagine the scene where, the, where where Captain America's picking up Thor's hammer and everybody's cheering. You remember the theater, right, dog? Niggas in there was like, "Yeah!" Me included. Imagine a bootleg nigga in there, like, "Yo, shut the fuck up!" I'm trying to record. I'm gonna air this bitch out. You talking like yeah! to the movie theater and military circle mall? As soon as the niggas have an air this bitch out, oh, I'm shutting the fuck up. Real shit. That like, oh, my bad, dog. In, in all seriousness, that was the worst movie theater to ever go to. Oh, Cinemark? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was the worst. Cinemark Military Circle was the fucking gulag of fucking movie theaters. It was in there. All them church, like, we used to go on Sundays to the movies. And I used to hate it because we would go to church, then to Piccadilly, then to the goddamn movies. So Man, I'm sitting there nigga, nodding how, off. I said, how you make it through the movie? I'm sitting there nodding off in nigga, my church clothes. Nigga with the church, a buffet, and into the movies. Your mom ain't fucking I'm in my you. church clothes. Y'all I'm wearing the, these big ass Stacey Adams. Y'all in the Calvary Revival? No. Oh, okay. Patty Road Baptist. Holland Road. Oh, yo, y'all OGs. Oh, I forgot my bad. Because you know, Calvary was right there. You go to Calvary, Courtney. right to Piccadilly, and then right to Millicent. Why have you get in your car? <laughs> we, ain't never, we ain't never go to Piccadilly's at the church. Niggas went home. <laughs> Things went back to the crib. After uh, three hours of standing in the fucking parking lot, because my father felt like he wanted to talk to everybody and their mother. Like, damn, Ed, come on, man. Let's 
Go home. It's Let's church. Go home. It's church. Either him or my mom. I'm like, oh, say, Don, they see another motherfucker there. No, God damn it. I remember I was coming out of church. I found out Aaliyah died. You had to make that long ass walk to find our car. And I found out. I was like, oh, man, Aaliyah died. I was like, oh, man. You go for praise of the Lord to want to give somebody a hug. I'm bring up Aaliyah again, man. I had such a big crush on her. And when she died, I felt a certain way. Nigga, who didn't? I just knew as a youngin I was going to meet her one day and she was going to be my wife. I mean, I found out she was dating Dame Dash. And I was like, bitch, why are you fucking, why are you stoop so low to Oh, when I found that out when I, like, later on, I was like, oh, damn, I definitely would have had a chance. Then, if she was with Dame, forgetting that he had a lot of money. Yeah. Which is key. That, that, that makes, listen, that'll make a nigga look extra handsome. Biggie was bagging bitches. And God rest his soul, Biggie was an ugly nigga, boy. So I know if money could get biggie bitches, money, money take you up from a five to a ten. But rest in peace, New Jack. Um, we yeah, we yeah, wow, we, we went left. And I know we do that because I'll be in the midst of talking like, yo, where did we come up with it? How do we get here? And I never remember that, the original thing we were talking about, which was New Jack. So, yeah, rest in peace of New Jack. Well, you know, after you got the news that I received a few minutes ago, you know, so happy. Although it was somebody else's heartbreak. But I'm happy. Welcome to heartbreak. That's what we should have played today. Mm, we'll have another day. Hey, D, did you know that um, in the midst of a zombie outbreak... You know what stops zombies from getting you? A wrestling ring? Boy. <laughs> a wrestling ring. Hey, man, I watched that shit. I was like, yo. I was like, really? What's stopping well, for, them from getting in the ring? For what? I had, I think I had left the room. Like, in, I think I was doing dishes or something in between like the matches. And I came back. It was like, why are there zombies around the ring? I was like, all right, whatever. Whatever, niggas. Barricades don't stop them. TV screens don't stop them. Announcer desk. Nothing. Just a rope. Couple steps. Square circle. <laughs> That's all it takes. Hey, to but, stop zombies hey, from no, getting in. No funny shit. That, the rest of the pay-per-view is fine. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Except hey, for that. All right. And you look, know what? If you take the zombies away from that match. If it was just a regular lumberjack match, it probably would have been fire. Yes, because they did the lumberjack shit the night after with Morrison. And it was fire. Dominic Mysterio. Okay. Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Once he gets his own move set. Is gonna be fire. Right now, he's just doing you know simple stuff. Although that he doing, frog, he doing Eddie shit. He doing that dad frog shit. flesh was a little awkward because it looked like he just sank. It didn't. Well, look remember like he was trying to sell an injury too. Damn, but yeah. and he does a good job of once he zeroes in on I'm hurt all match. Everything he does looks labored. So it's like you can't be like, oh no, he's fake. No, nah, he looks like he got his ass beat. 
because everything he would do, like, you see niggas get their ass beat and then they hop in the match and all of a sudden they got all the fucking. No, this nigga. Or they goes, don't even get the ass beat. They were just in a match. He goes through and the And they sh- come back. He be in the match like, yo, I, like, he really looks like he just, like, caught the fade in the back. Which is great. Because the whole match, you sat there believing, like, oh, this kid, when he finally got out there, this kid is fucked up. So, yeah, the Frost Brass didn't have look as as crisp as it you When he does it, he, it usually looks crisp. So, for him to do it last, the other night and then not look good, I can only think that he was leaning in towards the I'm hurt. That was my only negative takeaway from that match, though. Because he did well. It was just that what I guess it's because I'm so used to seeing Eddie's. Yeah, but I've seen, I seen him do frost splashes enough that they look pretty good. So maybe that was it. He was just selling the injury, and so that's why he did it that way. Because it looked like he just it, it he jumped off, but it just looked like he sank. Like he didn't really do any extra. So, but then I also think that he was. I think um, Obor was a little more fur far than he should have been. Um, trying to think. Cesaro actually wrestled a very interesting match. Yeah, I wasn't bored. It wasn't boring. It was actually very captivating. I appreciate for it. I appreciate it because you know how I feel about him. I want to get that um, Jimmy shirt though, the Jimmy Uso shirt. Ain't nobody's bitch or whatever. Um, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that shit yeah. look hard. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I said shit look hard. It's just a black shirt, white writing on it. That's his eye of the bitch. <laughs> Simplicity, people. Minimalism. Yeah, that's, all, that's all you really need. Um, you got my point across. What other matches? I can't remember most of the. The triple threat match at the end was good. Oh, you mean with uh, Bobby Lashley and him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. Uh, I like the fact that Bobby Lashley Actually, got it. both triple threat matches were pretty... Because when you do a triple... You always think of how they're going to get the other person away while they... Pin, you knew who was going to win. I knew who was going to win both matches. Matter of fact, I did a little... I do my little Bleacher Report perfect picks thing where I pick certain things about certain like sports and shit and I did the thing for Backlash and I, I got them all right because it was that predictable. But I always like with those kind of they, to see how they're going to get the third person away, so they don't break up the pin at the end. But uh, I think they, I think it was a good pay per view. I think it was, the pay per view was better than it was supposed to be. Uh, I think Bailey looks like a million bucks. I think Bianca looks like a million bucks, even more so than WrestleMania. I think everybody. I don't think anybody lost in that except for the people in that uh, Lumberjack match. But I also think that feud should have been over at WrestleMania. Hey, man. Um, trying to see here. Just trying to make sure I didn't miss any any of the match. No, we, we pretty much... Touched them other than uh, Cesaro and um, well, no, we, we, we did. Wait, no, that's Cesaro, Seamus. Or I, she, she, Seamus. I didn't watch it because I didn't watch the kickoff show. And I didn't even know they were going to have a match. I didn't either. So I didn't even watch it. But then they they had they ran it back on Monday. And they actually, they did their thing on Monday. Um, Let's get to the NBA then. Because that's going to be like a bulk of the show. So you want to knock out the Hall of Fame first or you want to do the playoffs? Let's do the Hall of Fame first. Okay. So, Saturday, I decided to watch uh, the Hall of Fame, even though it was, like, kind of early on Saturday. Um, I think it started around, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's from L.A. Um, but 
it was I, I like the the setup and everything. It didn't look as boring as the other ones because you know the other ones they're sort of like in a makeshift basketball court or whatever at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, this was at more of like an arena. I think it was at Staples. So it was at Staples. It was. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell. I just that's, I just that's I just love to say hey, that's why it was at Staples because I remember because the Lakers played at Indiana that day and they had the Hall of Fame at Staples. But um. The the set and everything was like really nice. Um, well, I said I wasn't gonna watch it, and I knew I wasn't. Our, our we already had a bunch of shit to do on Saturday, so I knew I wasn't even gonna be around the TV to watch it. But being it was Kobe, I wasn't gonna. But then the night before, where they showed pictures of his do- his oldest daughter and his Hall of Fame jacket, I was like, I'm definitely not watching this shit. So I decided to watch Vanessa. I haven't watched Vanessa Bryant, or I didn't watch Vanessa Bryant's speech until today. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to do it on Saturday. Um, Tim Duncan, like I predicted, gave one of the shortest speeches out there. He just thanked a whole bunch of people. His I'm surprised hairline, he didn't come out and say, hey, thanks, guys, and then go back. His hairline is um, has gotten a lot better than it used to be back in the day. You think he get safari treatment? Maybe, I I don't think I don't I don't know that might never. He's from the islands, though. I don't think that's plugs. They don't look like plugs. If they are, is well, she ain't safari from the islands. No, I don't know much about safari. Uh, I know he I, he does that the accent. I thought he was from the islands. No. So did Drake, and you know where he's from. Well, that's like island, islands of Jace. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, they get a lot of island like. But uh, where Tim Duncan's hairline came in, uh, David Robinson's, my God, he just needs to come on home. David Robinson, you're one of the 50 greatest NBA players of all time. You're the reason why I'm a Spurs fan, okay? You're an icon, dog. You're an icon. Nobody could ever take that away from you. The Admiral, salute. Come on, come on home. And at the end of the day, you're, you're not Karl Malone. And he's got the sides lined up. Like, there's hope. That's the thing. Like, if I'm a legend, no matter what, as long as nobody hates me like they hate Karl Malone, I'm okay. Every time Karl Malone speaks, it's <laughs> just he gets chopped. Yo, that nigga talking niggas is just like, yo, man, fuck you. Fucking pedophile. Fucking- <laughs> go, go, go have a relationship with your son, bitch. Man. Um, and I wanted to see KG's connection with Isaiah Thomas, which was a Chicago thing. So yeah, yeah. I didn't, I don't understand at, at first, but now I understand like he was forgetting that Isaiah Thomas, cause you associate him with Detroit first before you do all of that, that you don't like, if you know him or know of his story, you don't associate him with Chicago well, that's, until a little later. A lot, a lot has happened. They've put a lot more onus on people being from Chicago now than before. So now we're familiar where people like we get like we know THT has a connection to Derrick Rose because of Simeon. Mm-hmm. And then they have to Benji because of Simeon and all. We didn't really know a whole lot, a lot about that back then. They didn't. The NBA didn't do a good job of making us care about some of these players. Um, not as good as they do now. Not in the way we should. 
We would care about, but not. No, no, I mean, and when I say care about, I don't mean like we didn't give a shit about them for the most part outside of basketball. And I think we care more about the players now than we ever did before. And it's league like widespread. Like, I can't tell you the last time I seen the Suns play a basketball game, but I hope Devin Booker has a good postseason. And I knew things about Devin Booker before. Like, I feel like we they've done a better job marketing their players to the masses than they did before. Before they was like, oh, we got Michael, that's all we need. All in all, it was um it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see Tamika Catchins go in. Although, like, I feel old now. Like, because I remember, all, like, watching all of these players at one point. Yeah. Like, just on a regular basis. It was basis. that time where uh, the players that we, like, when we really got heavy in the basketball, they're about to go in. And- like, I remember hating Kevin Garnett when he played for uh, Minnesota because that w- they were always butting heads with the Spurs. You know? uh, I remember thinking that they, they ain't never had nothing for us. I remember <laughs> thinking that the Kings. Them, them in Portland. I remember thinking that the Kings were the Spurs junior. I, and I thought the Kings were the team that was going <laughs> to be the ones. Like, y'all were different. Y'all were expected to do good. When it comes from people, teams that you don't really. I was, I was kind of okay with the Spurs winning. Because, I mean, if y'all won, I mean, y'all probably beat us at some point. Which, it is what it is. I didn't want those bums in Sacramento to get no, nothing. Or Portland. Fuck Bonzi Wells. Them Sacramento teams were just... Like, when you look back at those teams, them teams were... I mean, they were kind of top-heavy, but they still were bad, man. Which leads us to the next Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Because I think the biggest... Oh, my God, in that one... Mr. C-Webb. I'm glad he's making it. He should have been in six years ago. Not eight. Everybody's saying eight. I don't think he was a first ballot. I do not think Chris Webber was a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I do believe he should have been in. He should have been in by now. Yeah. Um, you see Tony Kukoc has gone in? I Am I alone saying I thought he was already in? I can see why you would think that. Because of his international play, right, and shit, before he got to Chicago? And just being on Chicago. Who who from that second bull squad isn't in there? I think he did. That was it, right? It was Mike. I'm talking about the starters Scotty. and shit like. Yeah. Um, Den, Dennis, Tony, and then I'm missing one, but I don't think it was somebody. I just thought if you were on that, if you were on either of those, if you were on that second Bulls three-peat, you were in <laughs> already. Who was the center? It wasn't old boy because he had played for Orlando by then. Dennis. Dennis was in the center. In this, those last two years? For the, for the, no, he was like a power forward, wasn't he? I think he played center, though. Because mm. nah, Scotty played power forward. I thought Scotty was a guard. Jordan was a guard. <laughs> You could have two guards on the team. I know, but Scotty, I don't think Scotty was the other one. I think they were both guards. I think. Scotty I was a point guard? I don't think it was a point guard. Because Jordan was a shooting guard. 
and they were. He had to be a point. There wasn't no ambidextrous. There wasn't no. Unless Scotty was a small forward, I don't think he was a power forward. Okay, he could have been a small forward. I thought he was. Well, he could have been a small forward. I hope they induct Tony in, just so they could keep telling that story about the Dream Team when they played against them right before he joined the team, and they double teamed him and just made him look foolish. I need for them to give that story if they are inducting him because he's going in from the international committee. I don't know what that means. Um, let's see who else is going in. Uh, Rick Adelman, who's the head coach of those Sacramento teams that we just talked about. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is going in. Chris Bosch. Bill Russell's going back as a uh, coach, which, okay. Ben Wallace, which I would think Rasheed would go in before Ben, but maybe maybe, (laughs) maybe, uh, he still has some bad blood with some folks. Uh, Jay Wright who's still coaching right now for Villanova. Yolanda Griffith and Lauren Jackson. And then they got this secondary committee with um, coaches and things. Bob Dandridge is going in. All in all, when I saw that Chris Webber was going in, uh, one person I thought about was actually Jalen Rose just because of their history and stuff, you know. And... We had a nice little, had a nice little moment. Yeah, they pieced it up fully, fully now. So that's cool because I remember like a few years ago, they were still taking shots, and they weren't like little jabs either. Yeah, they were still coming for each other's neck. Yeah. So the fact that they uh, could get together and talk I think about it, was, it and celebrate, I think it was the other four versus C Web. But Jalen was the most outspoken. Oh, he was out very of outspoken. But I don't think, oh boy, I think Jawan was pretty, maybe outspoken about it. All I know is nobody was defending C-Web, <laughs> which you could be as not outspoken as you want to, but if you're not defending me, nigga, you might as well be yelling with them. But I think maybe it's because Jawan is coaching Michigan now, and he probably wanted to just like, hey, look, we got to bury this because they need us now. It should have been buried a long time ago. Like, why are these grown men holding such long grudges? Ego, man. His ego. That's, That's all it is. Stupid. And they're both talking heads for two different networks and shit. So And if hey, if C Webb would have been like, well, how about this? Who had a better NBA career? Because C Webb absolutely had a better career than either of them. I mean, out of everybody, he mm-hmm. Who had a better career? But Jawan could be like, yo, I got championships. Even though he no, wasn't really no, no, a no, no, no. on him team. Yeah, that's no. But I mean he's the one he's the one with the rings though. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I was gonna ask you this question. Cause Chris Weber and stuff, and you know they put college teams in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do you think they should put the Fab Five in the Hall of Fame? But just the five. Yeah. Because you got to think, they really if did they talk, change. They changed, they changed the way basketball, like, they changed a lot of things about basketball. So, yeah. 
like that would be kind of cool, but I don't I don't think they'll do it. I don't know. It all depends on how everybody would feel by signing up. Because I think they just started piecing up, so I give them some more time. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't see anything about Hall of Fame for Jerron Howard here. And I saw Rudy uh, Tomjanovic uh, on Saturday going for uh, Robert Ory. Who That's another nigga I didn't realize was did it. Because people are going to use his his regular season stats against his playoff stats. That's always going to be a thing for Robert. It's like, oh, the regular season he wasn't he was just a regular dude, and then I mean, still something to be said for being a. How many, how many times has he won? Let me tell you something. Four of them championships were because of Robert. Yes. Four. I get, I can count them. And all of those teams better be. I know for a fact two of the Spurs championships were because of Robert. And I appreciate you, Robert. Absolutely. But I don't think he probably doesn't care at this point. Because being a Hall of Famer isn't making them any more money. And I know everybody knows who Robert Ory is, but Robert Ory isn't a, as household of a name as you would want when it comes to marketing something. So it's not like Hall of Famer Robert Ory is going to help that any. I think he does stuff for y'all back in L.A. I think he's like a commentator or something for y'all, but I, I don't really... But... Nobody's checking for Robert I know, Ory. I know 10 years ago, people were starting to bring up why isn't he in the Hall of Fame, but then it started to die out, and now it's like... Because I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a, a, a amount of time that you could be... Like baseball? No, nah, I think baseball's the only one that has that rule. Uh, I think football might. Because remember, Drew Pearson been on that list for years and never made it, and then he finally got in. I think it was like 20 or so years before Drew Pearson got in. I guess I'm just one of those people, if you, if you haven't made it by a certain amount of time, why are you even on the ballot still? I do hope he gets in, though. I mean... I don't care either way. He got championships. That nigga don't care. Yeah, seven of them things. He don't care about no fucking... He don't care about the Hall of Fame. Like I don't think I th- honestly think he doesn't care because I think if he cared he would go he would have he more, would be saying something he would he would say something he'd have more important people saying something to make it happen he would be he was coached by two of the greatest coaches in basketball played with some of the greatest players in basketball you think if some of them weren't say, aren't saying anything about him going in there might not be there might be a good reason why. This dude played with Shaq, Kobe, Derry Fisher, Rick Fox, D, oh, he, uh, Tim Duncan, Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon. He played with Clyde so Trexler. he played with so many Hall of Famers. Don't you think that if he really wanted to be in, he'd be in? Or what if they're speaking for him behind the scenes? Then he would have been in already. What if they're like, "Yo, we we got to do something for Robert because there's he, no way he already would have been in." All those people spanning that amount of time, he would have been in already. I don't even know what ballot he started on. I've never even heard him be on the ballot. 
Well, with the NBA, they always start with like a big number and then they narrow it down. Well, that's what, that's time. what I'm. I've never even heard him. So I don't know if maybe he was like in the mix and then it was just like because once again, the thing that kills him isn't necessarily that he has he doesn't have championships or anything. He has championships. We know this. It's the regular season stats that kill him because they look so pedestrian. So that could be the easiest argument as to we can't put look at them regular ass numbers, like because you could easily make a case. That he was he just was, really fucking lucky. Yeah. Which, if you honestly, if you made that case. But you can't even do that because like okay. I just like I just said, like, there's four championships that could have easily went a whole different way if he wasn't there doing well, what he was at, doing. Adam Morrison has two rings. Luck is luck. And I mean, if that's what you want to do with it, then do it. But either put him in or don't. But I don't think I don't like that's what I'm saying. I don't think he cares about going in. Because he's been teammates with too many when I, I tell you when I say superstars in the league. I I'll see I see where you for me, this is how I think. This is how I think he's coming from. Across two different commissioners too. He's done so much in the game that the Hall of Fame like to, to somebody else, which should would be like a big accomplishment. Especially if they didn't win a championship, he's done that seven times over. But and he was a part of the great, like he wasn't just on like regular ass teams that won championships. He was on dynasties. But you got to ask too. Do you put players like I don't know, like Kyle Corver in there? Well, you know my stance on this. I told you it's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Stats. Do you put JJ Redick in it? So if they brought a lot of attention to the NBA and a lot of money and shit, like Yao Ming, like I remember when Yao think, Ming went in. I don't think either of those players did. But I think they would go in before Robert Ory would. Probably, yeah. So put Robert Ory in. I just don't think he's, just to your point, I don't think he's pressed to go in. I don't think he is. Because if he was, he would be making a lot more noise. And he It's like everybody else is making noise for and him he, and he's not really The people that you would want to make noise on your behalf, he's been teammates with all of them. <laughs> like Come on now. There's too many he's played with too many Hall of Famers and too many icons of the game that you can't tell me if he wanted to go and he couldn't go in. They about to put what was his name, Tony Kukoc in? For some bullshit international thing, they could they could put they I, they put him in on some shit I've never heard. Of or we we didn't even think about this part. They could be putting his name on there, and he could be like, "Nah, I'll put somebody else on there." I don't. He could, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's pressed to to go in. Because I can see him doing that. Because after he's after Tom Donovan said that, we haven't heard anything from Robert Ory. Usually, no. the next day we'd have something about it on ESPN. Somebody would have said something to Robert Orr, and he'd be like, uh, whatever. But he just doesn't speak. Which, maybe that's the reason why he's not in. Yeah, because if, if... The media is voting on these things. If he was taking the Drew Pearson approach... Because remember, every year they would, like... There was a camera ready for Drew Pearson when, when they knew he wasn't going in. Just so he could complain, like... All the numbers and stuff I put up, I should have been in by now. Blah, 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 blah. 
But you don't get that from Robert Orr. You don't you really get anything from Robert Orr. He just he just beat you. He's in L.A. Just he'll randomly pop up in like he'll randomly pop up in like a fucking uh, like a celebrity game or something. He does like NASA, but that's the thing. If he really wanted to go in, if he he has a platform to say and shit, there's not a lot of motherfuckers that made noise in L.A. That's not in the Hall of Fame. L.A. and New York. When is because all right? Is Derek Fisher a Hall of Famer then? Would you put Derek Fisher in before Robert? Uh, that would all depend on how much you think the point guard had to do with those triangle offense. But I think anybody was in a. They could have put anybody in that point guard position, and he would have did exactly what needed to be there. Get the ball to Kobe and Shaq. Because I think he got five <laughs> with him too, didn't he? Yeah, he got five. But Derek Fisher is on, he doesn't have a good relationship with people right now. Because he pulled that shit when he was the president of the NBA, yeah. the Player Association. So, whether or not he's a, that has, probably has more to do with the relationship that he kind of burned. Okay. I, I just I just wanted to see what what you thought about on that one? But I don't give a shit if Derek Fisher's in the Hall of Fame or not. Kobe's in it and Shaq is in it. That's all I really cared about. Power, power will go in. I thought this was going to be the year that I thought it was going to be like back to back to back, like uh, Tim, Tony, and Manu. But I think I got to wait another year before one of them go in next. I think Tony, you have to wait because Tony. I think Manu was going in before Tony. Yeah, because Tony year. Tony played with Charlotte. After. Yeah, I, forget, I keep forgetting about that Charlotte year. Yeah, I think he would want people to. That's what you get for getting greedy. And for running, never mind. I'm not going to do that. Running from the grind? No, I was going to say for running old boy out of town. Letting his uncle take him to Toronto. Oh, Kawhi. Yeah, you, you remember that? Tony Parker was talking shit. I think a lot of those things was talking shit. Hey, man, I saw a documentary on Tony Parker, too. It's on Netflix. It's in French, so... A lot of reading. Your boy was in it a lot. Kobe was in it a lot. Yeah, because Kobe loved Tony Parker. Um, <laughs> he told this story about how um, Ronnie Turioff, because they, like, Tony Matter of fact, I know it's exactly what you're talking about. I, I saw the preview for it, and I was like, why the fuck would I watch that? <laughs> no, offense, I, no offense to Tony Parker, but he's the most vanilla-ass person in the NBA. Yeah, out of the, out of the big three, he's the most boring like, one. <laughs> and I think the only reason I would watch a Tim Duncan documentary before was for be for Tim to come out and say he's gay. Nah, that ain't gonna happen. That'd be the only reason. But uh your boy was talking about how he would hit up Ronnie Turioff to learn French because he was trying to get Tony off his back. <laughs> so he would try to learn French terms and shit and Tony would just start giggling because he would say the shit wrong or whatever. But he would try to get him to like Back down off of him because I always thought Bruce Bowen was the dude that pissed Kobe off because Bruce is an asshole. So I always thought that that was like the matchup that Kobe just did not fuck with. I didn't know that Tony Parker was the guy that he really had problems with. You know what's funny? I and I still think this. I think the only reason certain players could get to to, uh, to get to Kobe was because that was a period of Kobe's life where Kobe wasn't right. You mean with the whole... With, with just life all together. Okay. Because once that nigga got right again with everything, 
How how much do we hear about niggas getting Kobe out of his game after that? It ain't happened. You hear you hear stories like, oh boy, what's the what's, uh, what's Tiana Taylor's husband's name? I don't. Uh, I forgot his name right now. Whatever his. He's going to be Tiana Taylor's husband to me. That's Iman, all Shump- Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. That's My right. replacement gave me the name. Um, he was telling a story about playing Kobe in the garden. And he, he swore he was busting Kobe's ass as we get him. And Kobe came out and dusted him. You hear more stories like that now than you hear of, oh, man, they really got to Kobe. After Kobe got right again, Kobe was right. The only thing that was stopping Kobe was Kobe. That's, I, I, I think I will always, the only thing that was really going to fuck Kobe shit up was Kobe not being where Kobe was supposed to be at. That's like Jordan. The only time Jordan was really off was because something was up with Jordan. I'm glad you brought up Michael Jordan because this is going to be a hell of a segue. Remember Kwame Brown? Oh, the Kwame tales, boy. Kwame's had a hell of a week. Remember? Kwame is having a week that Joe Button was she's having. Um, first of all, Kwame Brown turned into that country as uncle that I never thought. He I didn't even know where Kwame Brown was from. So hearing his, I've never heard Kwame Brown's voice actually ever. Um, and he spoke on Kobe and stuff. So hearing him sound like fucking Petey Pablo is wild to me. Here's him talking about, uh, the, the Kobe 81 game and, uh, his contributions to that game. Yeah, me and Kobe dropped 82 combined, and we won. <laughs> so you little punk niggas ain't never won. Nothing, ain't never sacrificed nothing. Who the fuck want to see something? So, let me get this straight. So, everybody loved Kobe Bryant, wanted to see him score, wanted to see him shoot. So, he scored, and he shot. And the people around him didn't get that many shots, and they didn't score. And you mad? Didn't you get what you wanted? Didn't you get it? <laughs> Are you not entertained, nigga? <laughs> he hit 81 motherfucking points. Did you see the screens I was setting, nigga? Did you see the, the screens I was setting? Are you not entertained? What do you niggas want? That's why I don't, Yo, that's that's why I don't listen to you, nigga. Yo, Kobe, where, did Kwame, where did Kwame come yeah. from? Um, you can't tell me some shit on all the smoke brought him out from his cave. That you had to be it. That. that had to be it. I don't think he was like this active like this. Nick has been saying shit about Kwame for 20 years. But all of a sudden, Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes, and Steven Jackson got that nigga vexed so My, much Michael that Jordan. he's on he's on IG Live every day. Michael Jordan needs his ass whooped, though, for what he did to Kwame Brown. He does. But uh, here's another piece of him responding to Gilbert and Steven Jackson and Matt and them. The entire life. To get to a point to where most men only dream about. I think you guys need to focus and channel that That energy on. Kwame, your your trophy case look mad empty right now. That nigga called Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair. Some more (laughs) real problems. Like the way we are as black males and the way that we look. And Steven Jackson, maybe you could put that motherfucking blunt out and pull your pants up on your ass and put that rag down and act like a grown ass man instead of a little ass boy. Why? Becky with the good life. hair. Becky with the good hair. Go to counseling. And Gilbert, you already knew. I was quiet on you for years. I wasn't gonna say nothing. You, you do. You the right hand arm of uh, them white boys. Oh my god! You the worst nigga. You took food. Is that what it is? Took, down there. I think what did I get? Five, uh, three years, twenty-five with the Lakers. 
I was sliding to get 80, 88. He should not have got three years, 25 nigga, you million. you took millions out my mouth, nigga, and you shout like you somebody, like you love black folks. You the whitest black boy I ever know. You know what? If you call me the whitest black boy you ever know, I have to fight you. Like, no, nah, player. Talk that slick shit, because now I, it's got to be fisticuffs. It's got to be something. When a country motherfucker doesn't say boy, they say boy. This nigga's on <laughs> IG Live every day now. <laughs> when you drop that, you done fucked up. Somebody said, somebody said Quam Brown got, got unlimited data I give nothing else to do. Give it a <laughs> He's week. the most dangerous motherfucker Yo, in the world. Give it a week. This thing is going to be on somebody's podcast. Whether it's all the smoke, uh, Gil, Gil shit, or... That I am athlete, those niggas might get him up. Oh man, I love that show by the way. I I love that Brandon Marshall is wrong about so many things, and he's so confident about. That. I love Channing Crowder on that, but I always fuck with him because he always talks shit. So they got a good yeah. That's a good that's a good show. That's a good podcast. And Fred Taylor be wrong on a lot of shit too. Matter of fact, that whole side of the show just be wrong. <laughs> So just, think about so it. So just Ocho Cinco? <laughs> just Ocho Cinco and Ch- Well, Shannon just be there for the jokes. He don't really be there for neck. He'll be there for serious shit for like two minutes. And he'll be there for the jokes. But I would love to see him on there. Um, defending himself, I guess. From what's going on. I would like to see him on, uh, what is it? It's, it's All the Smoke or Up in Smoke? I think it's All the Smoke. I wouldn't have a problem watching uh, him respond or, or, or fight back on that and clearing the air, man to man, person to person. But yeah, um, it's just one day I went without seeing Kwame Brown on my timeline, and the next he's all over the place. So, oh, every he's that nigga can't be stopped now. You know, we got bless him. I hope he's uh, other than this. You know, I hope he's living healthy and. Wonderful life somewhere. Matt Barnes told him, good luck, bro. Shoe and sugar cane. Wow. What else we got to get into, man? The playoffs. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, D. Wait a D. minute. D, we, we, we got to get into this. Because what, they, they start today, right? Yep. It was the Eastern Conference today and then Western tomorrow, right? Yep. All right, so let me go ahead and pull them up. We're not going to do a full, full breakdown. We just just want to go ahead and see what you got going uh, for today and tomorrow, since we won't be back till Thursday. Yeah, Thursday will be the uh, the last two playing games. All right, so today at 6.30, so in a few minutes, we got the Hornets and the Pacers. Who do you have coming out of that, that little mini-series? Uh, I don't know. I had the paces, but then they said, "Oh, boy's gonna be out." Karis Levert. So I, I'm going with the Hornets. Yeah, I root for the youngster. Was it Lamelo? Yeah, that's Lamelo. The better. Yeah, I, I, I root for the Hornets in that one. The best of the ball, brothers. The best ball. I think they're the higher seed, aren't they? So that'd be the one done, right? Uh, no, I think they're eight. No. Oh, they're not the higher seed? No, that's 9 and 10. 
Um, then you got the Wizards and the Celtics after that. That's seven and eight. I think the Wizards can do it. I think. Um, Bradley Beal's hamstring looks like it's about to fall off. They ran him crazy on Sunday. They still got Russ, though. Yeah, but they're going to put Marcus Smart on Russ. And they don't have anybody to guard Jason Tatum. I like the Wizards still. I'm going to pick the Celtics for that one. Only because I think that's the only game the Celtics are going to win of the postseason. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, Spurs-Grizzlies tomorrow at 7.30. You already know who I'm going with. You Okay, come on. Say it. Say it. Say it. All right, listen. Listen, shit. listen, okay, so I've been trying to talk myself into picking the Spurs because I, I just feel like if I'm going to pick one of these teams for one game to win one game and the teams, as far as I'm concerned, they're equal, then I have to go to coaching and there's no equal in coaching today to Greg Popovich. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go Spurs. Say, no, say it, say it correctly. I'm going to go Spurs. All right. thought he was going to say something slick. And then tomorrow, Lakers-Warriors. <laughs> we, don't, we don't. I'm not. You want me to tell you how this game's going to go? Let me tell you how this game's going to go. The Warriors going to come out on fire. Steph might hit like four, four, five threes. And niggas going to be like, oh, my God. Are they gonna, and then reality is going to strike. They have nothing else offensively but Steph. It's, it's, it's almost laughable. They have nothing else offensively but Steph. Draymond, oh no, nah, please. Defensively, they, they, might, they might, but they got nothing for the, they got nothing for Drummond. They got nothing for AD. And we got enough point guards that defensively are really good. Steph's going to have a difficult day. Now, he might come out the game. He might get a couple threes. But after that, no, nah, they're putting the clamps on him. We're winning by double figures. Um, I want to do the rest of the playoffs, but we'll say that for Thursday's show since most of these games don't start till Saturday. Yeah, um, we could do because we could do the last playing. Well, unless you want to do the last playing games now. Or do you want to wait till Thursday for that? We'll wait till Thursday. Okay. So we'll do the last playing games, then we'll start we'll start picking yeah. the first round. A lot of these matchups actually look pretty pretty hey, um, not going it was funny. Some some of these Western Conference teams were trying to duck the smoke. They were the Clippers were definitely trying to duck the smoke. I saw the Suns were trying to, you know, get away from it too, but we were not Sun, letting that happen. Suns were trying to duck the smoke. You were not going to let y'all Den- do that. Denver was trying to duck the smoke. <laughs> Matter of fact, two through four <laughs> was trying to duck the smoke, dog. You see Rudy Gobert just talking shit. It's like whoever comes in at number eight, <laughs> we got something for the ass. Well, yeah. Which, okay, I believe it. I guess. If it's us, I, I truly believe it. 
<laughs> I, mean, I, be, I, be, I believe it if it's going to be Golden State. Once again, <laughs> he got nothing after Steph. When Steph steps off that court, it's over. Like, I hope that nigga's ready to run for 48 minutes straight. Because when fucking Steph is on the, when he's not on the court, me and you can make the team. Draymond was like, oh, we're not, we believe because we got Steph. Yeah, but he don't play 48 minutes a game. He can't. His ankles won't allow it. Hey, man, did you hear that there are UFOs in Virginia Beach? Yes. I've seen them on the block. You know, when I heard this story, all I could hear in my head was, I've seen them in chemistry. I'm starting to see spaceships on damn Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen them. Geeked up. I've seen them in Beach House. I've seen them in Seaside. They came through in 2014. What did they see? 2014 was when we had a friend that was out there wilding out. They might have seen her. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, we was all wilding out. They could have seen all of us. Yeah, the yeah, summer 2014 was, was 2014, we was out here. They might have seen all of us. I hope they wasn't riding a motorcycle because I probably hit that bitch. I had cornrows. Man, yeah. And you was, you was holding on to those damn cornrows, too. 2014 was wild. I think I was dating no girl. Yeah, you was, you was, you was with uh... Which didn't mean anything, because I was still out. Because <laughs> she, she wanted to make sure that I felt single at all times. <laughs> I will never forget that day. <laughs> hey, man, where's old girl? She's somewhere in the house, sitting down. Doing whatever. I'm here. She didn't want to come out? No. You didn't want to kick her? No. I ain't about to be bored. <laughs> Too much action. There was a whole lot going on. Summer 2014. Hey, man. Looking back at it now, that's what, seven years ago? Oh, my God. I remember after I broke up with Sarah, I was just ready. I was ready to hit the streets hard. And hard. I did. I was out here. Niggas did numbers. Remember what Kanye said he did? What did he say? He did 10 beats days for three summers. That was, that was the kind of numbers I was doing. Christian still had the PT Cruiser and shit. With the wood grain. What'd I have? Oh, I had that Cougar. You had the Cougar and you had the Ultima. Man. Yeah, we ain't getting that back. That was Dan- too much Danny was out with us. That's when he had the six pack. That's when Danny was just reckless. We was out here, boy. Chemistry was bigger on the inside. You can actually no, walk. No. Chemistry was smaller on the inside. <laughs> no, that's before they built that little passageway. That's always been there. Mm-mm, there was like tables right there, and then they like built that wall up. Nigga, that's been there for a long time. When I first started going, they didn't have that wall up yet. Matter matter of fact, I've never been in chemistry without them having that wall up. Yeah, when I when I first that, started going there, there was like little tables off to the side. That was, and that wall was still there. That room has always been there. I I probably that's, just never realized that's the emergency exit. <laughs> then again, when I when I started going there, there wasn't that many people in there, so it probably felt like there was more room. Probably, then. probably, yeah. That's all. That's the emergency exit. That's always been there. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I done this shit in that hallway. I bet you have. 
Yeah, I'll be a safe bet, dog. I'd absolutely. That's understand. when they started bringing hookahs in there. I think Danny was like doing that. Yeah, me, Danny, and Sean did that. And then Danny and Sean got scared of all the black people and moving hookahs throughout the store bar. Don't do that. You break it. I remember I was, I used to make, I used to take the excess from every bowl I made and put it in a big ass bowl. And when we were, when there were all the hookahs was out and these were just chilling, I would just sit there and fuck with it. It was called my suicide bowl. You can never, I can never make you two bowls out of it that taste the same. See, I called it bitches brew. And in some places called it countertop. Well, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> so I'm not calling that. I call it my suicide blend. I like how you jump right in. It was like Nunu making a soda at the skate place on <laughs> ATL. How did that bitch not get diabetes? How? <laughs> I'm mad now. <laughs> I'm I'm really mad. Um, I did want to talk to you about this. So biography A and E has a new biography series where they take like certain wrestlers. And they do like a two-hour special on them. Yeah, I've seen them. I've, I've been watching them. I've seen them been doing it, though. Um, you don't really learn much. I heard the Booker T one was hard. The Booker T one was like the best one out of all of them. Well, I think I think I, they got Shawn Michaels coming up next. The Shawn Michaels one dropped on Sunday. Oh, and yeah. you don't learn anything new about Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Other than his wife is still bad. His wife is still gorgeous. But that's, that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's all. You don't learn anything new. The Booker T one is the one I learned the most because I didn't know about his upbringing and stuff. I just knew he was from Houston. Hey, man, real quick. I'm going to change my, my pick for this Pacers guy. I'm going with the Pacers. Just now? Just because you see it on the TV right now? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, you don't really learn anything from them. Like, it, it, they're more geared towards people who probably heard the names but never knew who these people well, were. yeah, yeah. Because next week is Ultimate Warrior. I don't need to watch that. What is there for me to learn about the Ultimate Warrior? And then it's, I still take them with a grain of salt. Because the WWE is the one that's producing them. Yes. So they're not going to give it to you funky like Dark Side of the Ring will. Like Shawn Michaels one ended before they could talk about him going to Saudi Arabia and doing all that. They just went off the original retirement match with Undertaker. That's, that's probably better that way. Before he cut his hair. <coughs> um, it's better that way. Same with Booker T. Like, none of the stuff he did at TNA and stuff ever happened. Nah, they had to put when he was... He was King Booker, he was and on, then he retired. When he was on commentary, and he was kicking <laughs> kicking ass in the ring, still on commentary. They, they robbed never, themselves. That never happened. Um, but it, it was fine. There's a show that comes on right after that. Where these same wrestlers will go to people's houses. Oh, the uh, the valuable treasure shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not watching. And either. it's like American Pickers. So, like Mick Foley will come into my house to try to get the original Mankind mask for like twenty grand and like tickets to SummerSlam or some shit. And everybody is smart. Everybody is smart, and they'd be like, "No, this is one of a kind. You wore this on Raw on November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight." Nobody else has this. Why would I take it for 20 grand? Mick, Mick, you don't even have this. <laughs> That's why you're in my living room yes. begging me for it. Yeah, 20,000, nigga, you don't. If you, you cared, you would have it. You don't even have this, Mick. I stuck it to your locker room and took this. But they're always smart. They're always like, nah, 
we're not going to let that go. Yeah, because those niggas are the same ones that, if they really wanted tickets to SummerSlam, they would be at SummerSlam too. Or whatever pay-per-view. I know one guy gave up something because Booker T had went to see Stone Cold in person. And so instead of the guy meeting Stone Cold, because he was a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> Book Skyped him. <laughs> Skyped him. Book was sitting next to Stone Cold. He Skyped dude and dude bugged out. He was like, yeah, you can get the... I think it was a, a robe. It was like a black robe back when he was King Booker and it had like two golden lions on it and shit. It was, it was a fire-ass robe. But... He gave it up just to see Booker or just to see Stone Cold via Snapchat, basically. I said, "You dumbass!" No, he was a dummy. You dumbass. Or he had two. But that even that is like produced in a WWE yes. way. It's yes. not like authentic. These people been talking to them for weeks, and then because they don't even act excited when the wrestler shows up to their house. It's like, oh, hey, book. No, nigga, like. Stop acting like you met me in pre-production. Whoever produced this, they need to be fired. And whoever produced Pimp My Ride need to come in. Because them reactions were classic. And you knew they were faking it. But, I mean, I like that reaction more than... Man, you said you like oodles and noodles. (laughs) We made your car out of oodles and noodles. Um... And then I ended up yesterday, since we didn't do the show, I ended up watching Dark Side of the Ring and like catching up on that. I haven't. I, we fucking didn't fix our cable at the new place yet, so I, I still don't have Vice yet. Well, lucky for you, I think the first two, because the, the first two are uh, Brian Pillman. They're on YouTube, yeah. so you can actually watch those. Oh, yeah, I can check those out. And honestly, there was a whole bunch of them I didn't even want to see this season. Um. I'm gonna tell you that second episode of the Brian Pillman one is gonna be kind of tough. Like, because they get into what happens after he passes away. Spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, that um, nigga's way dead. Um, but they talk about the kids or whatever, and his son, like the one that's at AEW right now. Uh-huh. Oh, he went through it. Him and his mom. But he had hood triplets. Brian Pillman was out here. God damn. So, like, he, when he first started, he was up, you know, up in Canada with the Hart family and shit. Yeah. And so he met some chick up there, and then he just did what he did, and then came back, like, he's from Cincinnati. Then he came to Cincinnati, met a chick. It's like, all right, I just got signed to WCW. I got to go down to Atlanta. And so he went down to Atlanta and met Brian Pillman's son, or, like, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mom, Uh and, like, was with her. So at one point while he was wrestling at WCW, the chick from up in Canada was like, hey, um, I just want to let you know, because I heard you was in a relationship, this is your daughter. And he was like, oh, okay. And so he just took her in. <laughs> he didn't even, but like when you see her, she looks just like him. You know who always remind me of Brian Pillman? Dean Ambrose. Yes. He but always reminds me of Dean Ambrose was always like a watered down version, because you know he couldn't really get well, off. Well, and... Okay, so Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, yes, is not John Moxley. He's that closer character to Brian more, yes. than Dean Ambrose. And then the second, like mom's in between, like lady in between, she had her daughter or whatever. So he's just like, all right, I'll take that child too. <laughs> so he just, he was just, he just had babies. And then the third one. um, who had a son, she already had two kids, and they just went up and got married. 
And so uh, somebody that was real close to him, I forgot who they were to him, but they were talking in the documentary. They were like, I went over to his house in Atlanta and at one point I walked in the house and all these kids were hanging off of Brian and I was like, who in the fuck are all these kids? <laughs> like, he, They didn't, he just was having kids, but he loved it. He loved having all those kids in the house and shit. So it is what it is. But like his second girlfriend went through it. Um, she ended up dying from like depression and shit. Like she ended up like killing herself or whatever. Cause dude just broke into the house at the groundskeeper to whatever apartment complex she was staying in at the time. Just broke in with ice pick and started stabbing her. And fucked her face up and everything. Holy shit. I was like, shit. And that was in the first episode. The first episode. And he also talked about how he finessed um what's the name of old boy that was running WCW? Not Ted Turner, Eric but Bischoff. Uh, Eric Bischoff. So he was playing this character so well about how he was just like off the deep end and shit. He said, yo, Eric, because he was in negotiations like for a new contract or whatever. He said, Eric, why don't you release me? And what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go to like EZW and like all these places. And I'm going to talk shit about WCW. That way, when you bring me back, I can get all the money that I'm asking for. And my character could be developed and all this stuff, right? And so Eric was like, okay. Because he had nothing for him. So he got released out of his contract. And Eric's like, all right, now just wait about two months before you do this. Because we're going to fade you out. So Eric was was under the impression that he was still going to work for the company. Even though he just got released. (laughs) That nigga showed up the next week on ECW. (laughs) Started talking mad shit. And so Eric was like, how in the fuck? And he was like, I just got finessed out of the guy. He just finessed me out of the goddamn contract. And what he would do is he did that. And he did that again with Paul Heyman to get to WWE. He was like, look, I'm going to come back because I really fuck with y'all over here. Because y'all let me get away with some shit. So uh, I'm going to talk to WWE, see how much money they're going to give me. And then what I'm going to do is. I'm going to sign that little contract. I'm going to make it like temporary because you can work for like a few months at a time back then. And ECW was loaning wrestlers out over there. It's like, I go over there and get my money. I come back. We'll do this thing. We'll do this whole angle. And he went over to WWE and Paul was like, oh, he's not, he's not, he's not coming back. (laughs) But that shit was funny. Just talking about how he was like as a businessman and how he kept, he had gotten into a car accident and nobody believed him. Everybody thought he was faking it. Because that's just how good he was. And Stone Cold had talked about how he went to the funeral. And he had to wait for them to close the casket with him in it. Like he waited. That's cause crazy. Because he, he was so good at being he that wanted character. To make, make sure he, he wanted to make sure he was actually dead. That's crazy. Holy but shit. But yeah, that second episode, I, I, I was like, oh man. Baby bro went through it. Shit. Uh, and in the second episode, or well, the third episode was Nick Gage, his crazy ass. I saw that one. I was like, man, it's a lot of cocaine being done, in, or crack cocaine being done in this episode. That dude was just. They did show the ep- or the, the part where he fucked up David Arquette <laughs> oh, <laughs> with shit. the glasses. Shit. Hey, did you um, you listen to J Cole album? I was gonna wait for the hype to die down before I listened to it. Because I didn't want to just sit here and listen to it and then everybody, oh man, it's the greatest. And I, I really just wanted to enjoy it. No, it's really, it's good. 
I don't know if it's, I've only listened to it once, and it was good for my first. But you know, the, the way the streets I'm not gonna, is, I'm man, not going to do the whole, the whole, it's the greatest shit ever, but it, it was good. It was, it was exactly what you would expect from J. Cole, but I think it's from, from the time when he wasn't doing features, because that's what you got to, it's like, it's Cole before when he did features and then Cole after. So from everything before Forest Hills and then Forest Hills, I mm-hmm. feel like those are two different J. Coles. Um, I think this is maybe his the, one of the better of the ones after Forest Hills. Okay. I was going to listen to it this weekend. And he's got a couple people up there. He's got a couple features up there. Cam is on the first track, but he don't rap. He just talks shit. Which was cool, but it was kind of disappointing because I wanted to hear Cam spit some shit. But it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I had to go back and re-listen to it to really flush out my favorites. But it was good. I listened to, uh, you know, Nikki put her shit back on. She fought, what, she wasn't it on like mixtapes or whatever? She put Beam Me Up Scotty on streaming. Okay. The one from when she first came out and with a couple with a couple extra tracks. The, the big track being, uh, it's called Seeing Green. It's her, Wayne, and Drake on it. But they was talking. They were talking that talk. They was talking that talk like it was classic, those three. So it was a new track well, that well, she put yes. on the, okay. Well, Wayne and Nikki are rapping like old Wayne and Nikki. But you know, Drake ain't lost it. <laughs> that nigga been talking and talking this whole time. Is he ever going to drop that? Because remember, he talked about dropping something in January. And still, just... Yeah, but then he tore his shit. And he had to go through like rehab and shit. Ain't like he got to go on tour. Ain't nothing open up yet. That nigga, Not all the way. But you know, I think that's what he was waiting for. Let too. the CDC tell it. I think that's what he's waiting for too—to be out and go and still like do shit. I think he's gonna—it's gonna be the album, and I think like the week after or a couple weeks—it's gonna be a, a tour too. I mean, that's smart. You know, Drake, Drake don't just drop one thing. But yeah, I think there'll be—I think there'll be a tour, if not in the—if not in the summer, like starting, I would say fall, winter. It's gonna be a, a Drake tour with somebody. It might be with Amigos again because they just dropped a new song too. So we'll see. But uh, I uh, I enjoyed that Nicki mixtape when it first came out anyway because it had uh, my fate that uh, I go crazy shit with Wayne. That's that's that was my favorite. That's the song I was like, oh man, she actually could rap. Uh, with her and went, but we ain't talked about music in so long. I feel like I know Shelly's shit was hard. Yeah, because he dropped right in between all that that mess. Cali got y'all again. I think we got on Cali though. Did we get on Cali? Mm. I don't know why. Listen to hey y'all, and I don't know if I said it before. We did get on Cali. Y'all shame Justin Timberlake into making an apology song on DJ Khaled's album. I think we got on Khaled. I can't remember. And that's it. That's exactly what that nigga got on Khaled's album and said sorry for three minutes straight. And my bad. I'm just trying. I just want to be me. That nigga apologized for Janet Jackson to you. I was like, shit. Social media. Don't let nobody tell you social media ain't powerful. It is the right type of bullying to a degree. Y'all shame that man into going to a person that he probably would have never called to make a song. 
Because Khaled is cool, but Khaled is hip-hop cool. And Justin Bieber. You think he had to ask for permission from Timbaland to go over there? Because you, you know. He might have gave him a call. Like, hey, Timbo, you mind if I... Uh, I'm not gonna do this track with Jay, Justin Timberlake. Who? Who? Who all gonna be over there? They got the. Uh, I am looking forward. They got the. New, they got the DMX shit coming out this week. The uh, the shit he was doing before he died, mm-hmm. evidently. So, uh, it's it's got he got some uh, some features up there. He got one track with uh, with all of Griselda up there. He got he got a whole verse. Yeah, you can't listen to that and be a normal human being. He got a whole verse. If his ex and Griselda, like all of Griselda? Yes. No, you can't listen to that and be a normal human being. You you will rob somebody. Somebody <laughs> will get robbed. It's ex and stabbed. Westside Gun, Conway, and Benny. And you're gonna have you're gonna like give yourself it's, a random face wait, card. And Swiss producer. Yeah, no. Swiss produced the whole thing. He's walking down the oceanfront just knocking people out for no reason. I might fuck with it. I know you would. Too <laughs> Sasha J-Mo, you're going to be just, just A-OK. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like how you said that. Like that song is going to be a definition that shows violence. Lyrically. Probably. Yeah, I think he got, a, he got another song with Hov and Nas on it. I'm like, okay. X, X was doing some things. But uh, I'm, listening, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how he was signing rapping before he, before he died. I uh, saw today that they're going to be doing a documentary on your boy. Yeah. Derek Jeter. The last I'm, shot, but for Derek Jeter, I'm interested in seeing this. I I would actually watch Obviously. that. I know you have your obvious reason. That's doing my hey. You know, being a Mets fan and everything like listen that. Listen to me right now. If they do not touch on this nigga knocking down half of Hollywood. It, With the gift baskets. They got to do the gift baskets. They talked about Jordan's gambling. They got to talk about Derek Jeter being a hoe. They have to. He did Mariah Carey dirty, dog. She was out here loving Derek Jeter. And he was just like, yo, you Wednesday. <laughs> you hump day, baby. You, 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 you just Wednesday. Come on, boo. You supposed to know. You, you a diva. You were supposed to check out before 12 Thursday morning. In, or Thursday afternoon. I had your gift bag waiting in the car. Why you do this, Mariah? I'm a Yankee, baby. I can't be tied down. you laying all over my bed like you in love with me or something? You know what day it is. See, A-Rod out here looking. He looking stupid because J-Lo dumped his ass. You should have got on that Derek Jeter system you and see, just been knocking bitches you down. You see who she back with, right? That girl, she do her cycles, dog. I thought Diddy when, was next. When is it Diddy's turn? Oh, he next. He gotta be next. He got. He should. She still got that green dress too, so he can actually recreate some he shit. Sh- he should have been up right now. Should have been him instead. Take that. Bad boy, baby. Can't stop. Won't stop. Now she over there recreating Geely. And nobody wants that. No, no, nobody wants that. Well, she did make love don't cause a thing during that time, so I'm okay with that. Remember, she tried to make that show. And nobody did it but her. Duh, I said, oh, you going outside, J-Lo. She tried to make that challenge happen. 
with everything in her heart, and she ended up losing a boyfriend. Where it was a lie. All right, man, I'm done with you today. <laughs> Did we touch on everything? Was this everything you touched on? Like a Catholic priest. You know what? You can follow the show on both Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. This <laughs> ain't a pod. You can follow my Steam colleague at exhibit underscore DE on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. God damn it, you almost made me say fiddle on Instagram wow. and Twitter at Well Damn Spread. We will be back on Thursday uh, to at least break down the NBA playoffs and things. We might talk about something else too. Might talk about some hoes. We will see y'all on Thursday.